Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Wednesdays. Wherever across this great country or this great land you may be, right off the top, I want to thank everyone whose family, who himself or herself has served. Today is Veterans Day. To all veterans, past and present, thank you for allowing us to have the freedom to sit around and debate the trivialities of sports every single day. Thanks for allowing you, thanks for you allowing me to have the career that I do. Thank you to veterans across this land. Uh, Okay, also, right off the top here, tomorrow... The Titans are hosting the Colts. Thursday night football will get underway NFL Week 10. Right now, you can bet $5. We now have sports gambling in Tennessee. It's a big deal. You can bet $5 on the Colts or $5 on the Titans. And whichever team wins, you get $125. That is a 25 to 1 payday. Let me repeat. Pick your team, Titans or Colts. Wager $5. If the Titans win and you bet $5 on them, you get $125. If the Colts win and you bet $5 on them, you get $125. It doesn't get much easier. It doesn't get much better. Go get hooked up today at fanduel.com slash clay and get your wagers in. $5 can win $125. All right. We've reached a point a full-on absurdity in college football. Uh, One positive, reportedly, at Missouri has led due to contact tracing to the Missouri-Georgia game not being able to be played. Two positives at Texas A&M has led them not to be able to travel to Knoxville to play against Tennessee. We've also seen Mississippi State and Auburn and LSU and Alabama postpone. Now, The SEC was smart enough to start their season early in September so they still have the ability to play games on December 12th as well as December 19th. The December 19th game wouldn't be able to include, for instance, Florida and Alabama but they could still play all of the other games. Here is the larger contextual absurdity. Contact tracing makes no sense whatsoever. It is a flawed system for a virus that is not endangering college athletes in any way. Moreover, you now sometimes end up with people who never test positive being out longer than people who test positive. Let me walk you down the primrose path of absurdity here. Okay, student A tests positive for the coronavirus. If he is able to not test positive, he's only out for 10 days. Everyone who was in close contact, however, to that player has to be out for 14 days. So it's better if you are testing positive than if you are in close proximity to someone who tests positive. 
How does that make any sense at all? Moreover, especially now that we have the data and we know that most close contacts never test positive, why in the world are we treating positive test cases as if it is a death sentence for a football team? So far, we have not had a single instance in the world of the virus transmitting during games, okay? So we're not allowing people who are positive to play and there's no transmission risk during a game so far anywhere in the world. We are way, way, way overreacting here when we are isolating and quarantining people close to guys who test positive especially when the vast majority of those who test positive are asymptomatic and never have any issues at all. This is a broken response system. The average college football player is under more danger and the average college athlete is under more danger from the seasonal flu than they are from COVID, okay? This doesn't make any sense at all. It's a broken system. The same thing now going on in the Big Ten where they have even less flexibility. Let me give you an example here. Ohio State's game against Maryland was just canceled. That is, it will never be made up. Let me give you a scenario that could be in play here. If Indiana next week were not able to play against Ohio State but then came back and won the rest of their games, Indiana would win the Big Ten East with a record of 7-0 potentially while Ohio State going 6-0 would not be able to play in the Big Ten Championship game. That's assuming, by the way, that Ohio State itself is not going to have issues going forward. This is a broken system, okay? The SEC, the Big 12, and the ACC are actually in pretty good shape because there's only three teams in the running in the college football playoff for uh, the SEC, right? Alabama, Florida, and Texas A&M. The Big 12, not going to have, unfortunately, probably any playoff teams at all, but the one they still have theoretically alive is Oklahoma State. The ACC is trending towards Notre Dame and Clemson playing in the ACC championship game. Those leagues have played enough games where they can crown a champion and not be afraid that they are missing two of the best teams to be able to play for the championship. If I'm a Buckeye fan right now, I'm getting nervous. Not only because of the absurd contact tracing madness that exists right now in college football but because we're not that far from potentially losing out on an opportunity to play in the Big Ten East Championship game or even worse not being able to play enough games to be able to qualify for the college football playoff. What's the bare minimum by the way? I don't know the answer But if you got teams playing 10 and 11 games and Ohio State plays 5 or 6, does that feel like it's fair to allow them to play for the championship? I don't know, but I do know that this is a broken system and the Corona Bros' worriness, being worried about positive test cases has actually led to an incredible disastrous decision being made in college football. We shouldn't be fearing positive test cases. We should be quarantining people when they test positive. If somebody else tests positive, quarantine them too. We don't need to quarantine all of the close contacts of a college football player. It's a broken system. It's nonsensical. 
It's illogical. It leads to the kind of situation you saw last Saturday when Trevor Lawrence is able to travel to South Bend. He's able to stand on the sideline. He's able to travel with his teammates and he's able to interact with them throughout the week but he can't play in the game on Saturday. What sense does that make? And the contact tracing actually leads to guys who are not ever testing positive being out for longer than guys who actually test positive. What sense does that make? Again, none. It's completely illogical. Couple of things. Levitard. Dan Levitard, New York Post just reported is on his way out at ESPN. He said that uh, he felt like he was incredibly disrespected essentially when ESPN decided to lay off one of his radio show producers. And they didn't do the show for a couple of days. And then Levitard came back today and said, hey, I'm paying that radio producer salary completely out of my pocket. And as a result, we are going to uh, to continue going forward. Well, that's a good gesture by Levitard. Uh, more power to him. But it's, clear, uh, si- it's a clear sign of disrespect that ESPN decided to fire somebody off of his radio show didn't give him a heads up at all and uh, and they've already taken one hour of his radio show away. They've already bumped him off of television. It seems clear that they want out of the Levitard business. It seems clear that ESPN wants out of the Levitard business and also that Levitard wants out of the ESPN business. I don't know how this ends but I would bet after the Super Bowl it's resolved and Levitard is no longer a part of ESPN radio and maybe no longer a part of the ESPN television network I would bet on him going to Satellite or going to one of the uh, podcast companies. So this is a story worth following. Uh, ESPN and Dan Levitard in the middle of a feud. Masters begins tomorrow. Uh, That is a positive news story for those of you out there that are continuing to be hard up for sports. Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday the Masters fall season from Augusta is going to be riveting. Must-see television. And it's unfortunate that the LSU-Alabama game got canceled because we were going to go direct from the Masters which would have been phenomenal and will be phenomenal to Baton Rouge to watch Alabama on the road against LSU. Instead, I'm not sure what CBS is going to do. There aren't very many SEC games available at this point uh, to actually be played but I'm intrigued to see what ends up happening uh, with that game theoretically uh, that would be on right after the Masters. But at least we have got a Masters going on this weekend. Fall in Augusta is going to be extraordinary. And remember, College Game Day is live from Augusta on Saturday. Uh, Also, we haven't talked about this, but it's a positive and I think it's worth focusing on. The NBA, Major League Baseball, the NHL, NASCAR, all of them completed their seasons, right? Major sports leagues, the NBA, Major League Baseball, the NHL, uh, and NASCAR all have completed their seasons. And this is a big deal. It's a big deal going forward because the Corona Bros told you that sports were going to be impossible this summer and this fall because of COVID yet Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, and NASCAR all completed their seasons and we almost got no attention uh, given to it when they actually completed their seasons. All of the challenges that they had received a massive amount of attention but the actual completion of the season didn't receive a fraction of the attention. I think it's an incredible positive that they found a way to finish the season. Props to NBA, MLB, NHL, NASCAR 
for finding a way to get through. And I think the NFL and college football will also find a way to complete their seasons. As we talked about yesterday, the NFL has made the decision, and this could be a big one, that if they can't finish all of the games, if they have to cancel any games at all, they're going to expand the playoffs to eight teams in the AFC and eight teams in the NFC. That would get us to 16 overall. And if that ends up happening, then that's going to be really interesting to follow uh, because there are a, uh, a lot of moving parts there. But one of the big advantages would be there's no longer an advantage at all of home field advantage. And if everybody has to play three games in order to get to the Super Bowl, that's a pretty intriguing story itself. So far, road teams in 2020 are 67, 65, and 1. No NFL season since the 1970 merger has ended with home teams collectively below 500. We are right now trending towards a season in the NFL where home teams lose more games than they win, where it's better to be on the road than it is to be at home. Again, 67, 65, and 1 straight up road teams winning at a higher rate. So if you're thinking about what the road to the Super Bowl might look like, this would in theory mean there's no advantage to the one seed. There's no advantage to the two seed. Usually the con, uh, the, the conversation is all about who's going to get the bye weeks. It's possible we're not going to have any bye weeks at all and everybody is going to be on equal footing and have to win three straight weeks in order to advance to the Super Bowl which would be an incredibly daunting physical challenge because it's not that often that teams coming out of the wild card round are able to win three games and then go on and win the Super Bowl. I'm starting to believe that it's highly unlikely the NFL is going to be able to get in every game and so you have to contemplate how much more difficult it is to win three postseason games for everybody and also consider based on that road record uh, info that I just gave you that home field advantage isn't going to be very impactful with either limited or no crowds visible and apparent there for those games. Now, I want to close out the show on a positive note. If you had told SEC, ACC, and Big 12 uh, members that they would not have to postpone hardly any games in conference until mid to late November, they would have been ecstatic. And what I would say again is even with some of these postponements with the SEC which could lead to cancellations and even if they are absurd because of the contact tracing madness, what we are going to have is a legitimate champion in those three conferences. I don't know what's going to happen in the Big Ten. I don't know what's going to happen in uh, the uh, in the Pac-12. But the benefit for the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 to starting early is they gave themselves the flexibility to deal with difficulty. And so far, it appears they're managing to do so. I would expect new schedules to be coming out in the near future from the SEC to be trying to get as many games as they possibly can complete. I love all of you. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. I am Clay Travis. DBAP unless you need to SBAP. I'm going to be on television in about an hour on Fox Bet Live. Encourage you to watch that at 5 Eastern, 4 Central, 3 Mountain, 2 Pacific. Also, one more time, thank you to the veterans out there and I encourage all of you to go sign up. Get your bets in. $5 can win $125. FanDuel.com slash Clay. That's FanDuel.com slash Clay. Appreciate you. Kisses.
for the haters. I'll see you guys.